history. Yeah. And what have we learned, I guess? Yeah. Hopefully we can make a segment out of this. <laughs> We're, I'm kind of winging it here, I gotta be honest. Alright, it's okay. Next next week is gonna be our Star Wars episode anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know, would we... So, do you want to record just really fast? Should we record after we both see the movie? Yeah. Mine, but I'm uh, do, gonna... Should we do a separate episode, though, just about The Force Awakens? I don't know. I feel like that would deserve like its own it, episode. Yeah, it would deserve its own review. Now, the only thing is, I don't know if I'm seeing it like Friday. Well, cause... you got to see it before Sunday. Uh, that's true. I might even try to see it Thursday night if I can, but... I'm not going to try. I'm, You're going to do. <laughs> there is no try. There is no try. Size um, matters not. But as far as like a main su- subject of like our usual thing, I don't know, because we, we just talked about Star Wars. Who cares? You'd want to do it again? We, yeah. Okay. We. I want to talk, then we should dig deeper into how the movies were made then. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Hmm. For this... Um, all right, I'll ask you the question first, and then maybe hopefully that will get me thinking about stuff like how have you, how's your movie viewing changed in the past year? How, what's developed? Much. Okay, good. All right, we're going to start recording in three. Yeah, pull the Cyrus. I'm recording already. <laughs> Cyrus. Cyrus? Yeah, he used to always like, record and never tell people. When oh, no, I, I do that all the time. I try to do it, and then, like, if you listen to podcasts, sometimes I'm just singing, and Andrew will be looking at me like he is now, where it's like, oh, Jack, you're you're so special. Um, well, welcome back, everyone, to The Wages of Cinema. Um, so I'm very excited. We've been on the air now for a year. Oh, I'm excited about that, too. I mean, I didn't know how long this was going to last, and since we've reached a year, I think it's going to be easy to reach a second year. <laughs> I think so. Well, you know, I feel like, uh, it, you know, it, this, it, yeah, was just, we, this was just something that I started that I thought, all right, I want to talk about movies. I haven't really had any chance to at my work. I feel like I've been kind of bottled up by, you know, either just... By society, know, man. Society, society brings just me down. Puts, a, puts, puts people in the bottles. Exactly. It puts you in a bottle on a shelf. And forgets about you with a label and yeah, stuff. Always um, labeling us. Yeah. So we got off of the shelf. And uh, and I just thought, you know what? If I'm going to talk about movies, I'm going to want to talk about them with someone who likes movies, but you know probably has it in him to watch more movies. And that's Andrew. Yeah. So, um, so I feel like, you know, in the past year, we've watched a lot of movies. Um, I probably will have watched a lot of them anyway, but... I feel like, so probably because of this, you've watched a lot more than you would have otherwise. Probably, yeah. I mean, I I started looking for stuff to just watch just so I would be able to mention them at the, uh, you know, at the next podcast. Yeah. Although, certainly, I didn't follow through on that this for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, things happen. It's the holiday season. Maybe you'll, it'll pick up soon. Yeah. I mean, but there were a couple of weeks, though, where... It wasn't that often, but a couple of times you actually I, saw more movies than I did. Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, and that was kind of interesting to see when that would happen. Where and also, um, so me so in the past year, like, do you think that you would have done things like, uh, when you would take like what was it the hundred horror movie list? 
Well, that I would have done by myself. Okay. I've, I've always I've had Bravo's 100 the scariest movie moments for years. Yeah. And I've been working off that for years. I'm hoping to finish very soon. Uh, but it was there were plenty of other movies that I've I just been planning to see. And you know, sometimes I'd make a list of oh here's here are movies I have to see. Yeah. But I don't think I would have seen as many as of them as I did if without this podcast. Yeah. No, I feel like there were a number of movies that I decided to watch this past year. I probably wouldn't have gotten to Haxon uh, when I did. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, you know, it was something I wanted to see, but, you know, hey, something to talk about on the podcast. Why not? And that's one of my favorite silent films of all time now. Oh, that's awesome. And... Well, for me, too, I feel like, again, I probably would have watched a lot of movies on my own, as I tend to do. And, of course, you know, for me, I, I end up just invariably seeing a lot of new movies out in theaters because I just kind of, I like to go to the movies. And I like to kind of keep up with what's out there, I guess in part because I am a film critic and sometimes. Film um, critics usually do like to see movies. Well, they usually <laughs> like to see, especially when they're good. Yeah. You know, I mean, there have been... It's been an interesting year for me, and I don't know if uh, if maybe we'll if I'll do like a best of podcast or something of the year. In some ways, like there were some big dis- there are some times where I went to the movies and it really sucked. Uh, Unfriended was one of them. Yeah. Um, but I, I generally this year I had it was a pretty good movie going year for me. Um, Mad Max Fury Road came out. Mad Max was a big highlight. Uh, Inside Out was a big hi- highlight for me. Um, we did our we did our uh, movie review of Avengers: Age yeah. of Ultron with uh, with your wife and Matt. Um, yes, with with my Matt, wife. who has not been invited back yet. <laughs> I interviewed him for his book, but he has not been invited back as a guest on reviewing a movie because I think I was afraid he was going to eat the microphone. <laughs> I think he was like Matt, that we... close to spitting on my equipment. <laughs> we got to bring him back next time, though. We should. I, I think that would be a lot. Of, that would be a good goal for for the next year. We uh, need more guests. I think that would be a good idea. We bring need... Matt back for like the next superhero movie yeah i mean i'm trying well aside from in the, in the in the upcoming year do you think that batman and superman so we have those we have that in civil war were were there any other su- superhero movies oh doctor strange right that'll be near the end of the year marvel movies are going to be kind of thin because i mean the next one's going to be civil war that won't be till may that's their big huge event yeah uh ex- the next x-men movie Yes, Apocalypse. Uh, I actually, that's actually a trailer I have still not watched. Okay. I was hoping that maybe, like, I don't know if you feel about this, but in the past year, something that has changed for me, and it's something I've been trying to do, but it's sometimes just so hard because, you know, this thing called the internet. Uh, I would like to try to not watch as many trailers online and to try to keep it a little bit pure to watch it in a theater. Because I feel like I sometimes react to a trailer differently when I see it for the first time on a big screen than when I do on a computer. Like, I didn't get to have the experience, for example, of seeing any of the Star Wars trailers in a theater. They were all online. And I, I saw I saw one in the theater, but long after I had seen it online. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, me I, But too. That's, that's certainly an option for you. You see movies every week. Yeah, well I, 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 well, I try to. I'm lucky if I step into a movie theater every two months. Yeah, I mean... Uh, do you wish that do you think that's something that maybe you would want to try to do like maybe in the next year is to try to see more movies out in the theater or is that just something that 
it doesn't interest you as much. Well, it it only interests me when I'm when there's a movie I'm interested in. Like there's there are just a lot of new movies that I really don't feel the need to see, mm-hmm. let alone spend thirteen bucks on. Do you think you missed out on Crimson Peak? Well, from what I hear, uh, it doesn't seem like I missed out on much. Mm. But you could have gone to support Guillermo del Toro. All right, but I could have gone to see Inside Out. I would yes. have loved to have seen that. Yes. Uh, I. You did see Ant Man, so good on you. Right. But and I, I did see Gem in the Holograms. <laughs> but we let did me tell see you, Gem in the Holograms. Here's something I learned. Okay. And it has to do with Gem in the Holograms. Okay. That seeing a film in the movie theater mm-hmm. does make a difference. Well, I remember hearing from you that you used to have a thing, and I don't know if you still have it, but when you see a movie in the theater. You um, it seems so much bigger than it would be seeing at home. Yeah, I'm, I really get impressed by the spectacle yeah. of a giant screen. Yeah, of the sound coming at me from all over the place, so that I I tend to overlook a lot of a film's flaws. Well, and I yeah. and I recognize this most with Gem and the Holograms because Gem and the Holograms is a terrible movie. Oh, yeah, my. I mean, it's not as bad as I thought it would be, but it's still bad. Mm-hmm. But still, when I was in there and I was watching all those musical segments, mm-hmm. I was really kind of captivated by them because it was a giant screen with all these, you know, I, yeah. with you know, I was more directed ki- by a guy who had experience directing music videos, who knew something about music, and, and directing a documentary on Justin Bieber. Yeah, but he, <laughs> but he had done music videos before that. Yeah. And the spectacle of it was pretty impressive. And I'd always heard the theoretical argument, like, you know, when people were talking about movie theaters suffering, like, oh, you should go see a movie in a theater because it's just a much better experience. And I kind of accepted that because, you know, I was sympathetic. But now I know from personal experience, yeah, it makes a ton of difference. Yeah. I know. I I, I totally agree with that. Um... Just having your field of vision taken up by an entire screen. And having great quality sound. All right, well, depending upon the, how good your theater is. Oh, yeah. But, you know, well, just having that wall of sound around you. Well, I mean, it's, I talk, it's great. Well, I talked about in the Star Wars segment that when I saw the prequels in the theater, I had a blast. You yeah. know, and I think part of that was because it was the spectacle of a big, giant screen. And maybe the spectacle of seeing a new Star Wars movie in a theater where, you know, things like trade federations and uh um and like uh, and galactic senate and yeah and wado <laughs> on a big screen that was still like wow i'm seeing a star wars movie man yeah. you know it's not until later that you suddenly realize wait wait did i just see the et's from et in the senate yes <laughs> i don't know if you ever uh, we could talk about that maybe in another episode but that's like that's something I noticed when I watched the Star Wars again, a movie, Phantom Menace. It's like, wait, I know that was probably just an in joke, but does that mean that the fan that that the Star Wars universe does take place in the world of Earth? Technically, yes. Yeah. Damn it! It did take place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Jack. Yeah, I guess so. You got you, you got to study more history. I know, I need to study more galactic history. I need to read more books. And um, now maybe that you could say, well, clearly what clearly you're not getting a quality experience because the spectacle of a big screen is really masking the flaws of a film. But in the end, is that mm, bad? 
Well, I don't know. Sometimes, like seeing a movie on a big screen, actually can amplify the the flaws of a movie. I mean, theoretically, it should amplify a film's good points. Usually, yeah. I and mean, so I, a great, a good movie should seem great on a big screen. Oh well, well, yeah. I mean, again, a lot of things over time. Just you know, if a movie can hold up after so many years, seeing it at home on your TV after you were so impressed by seeing it in the theater, that counts, Yeah, I think. I mean, that's why I think the original Star Wars movies have held up over the years, because people were so impressed when they saw it in the theater four or five times, but then when they watched it on VHS over and over again, it still held up. Hmm. Um, whereas there are certain movies that, you know, I've seen them on the big screen, immediately knew they were crap, and actually, you know, it was, when I, thought, when I think about this, the first time I saw... God, when it not a lot of people saw it when it came out in theaters, but you were one of the three. I was one of the three that saw Battlefield Earth in the theater when it came out. When I was 16, I was in the theater and I knew it was a crap movie, but I actually didn't react to it as hatefully as everyone else did when I first mm. saw it. I knew I was witnessing something that was kind of trash, but it was only later when I watched it again that I realized, oh man. This is bad. Yeah. This is bad. It's worse than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> a friendly bartender. Um, <laughs> I think that was the line. Um, yeah, Before so... Before you were learning to spell your name. I was chained to Conquer Galaxies. <laughs> Let's teach our man animals to fly planes. Nothing can go wrong. <laughs> As I send back my gold to home office. <laughs> oh, Battlefield Earth. Oh, it's the best. Um, I've I think in the past year I've, you know, I've always tried to pay close attention to movies when I'm watching them, but I've been trying to do t at at the at, on sometimes just trying to get swept up in a movie more. Cause sometimes I've noticed that I've tried, I end up paying attention to really little things too much when I, you know, I should get lost more in the experience. Hmm. I remember years ago, uh, I saw Superman returns in the theater with my brother and I, I didn't completely hate the movie, but I had some big problems with it. And I was leaving the theater. I was like, eh, I don't know. My brother was like, what'd you expect? It's a Superman movie. Come on. I was like, uh, but, uh, uh, I kind of hate that argument. Uh, yeah. I kind of hate it then, but I mean, but then like this, so this, so this past year I tried to be a little bit better with that. Even with stuff that I knew was kind of tr like, you know, campy trash. Like as much as tr Furious 7 made money. That movie has some of the most ridiculous stuff I've seen in a movie ever. Yeah. That, I mean, when you have a movie where The Rock has fallen out of a building and somehow lives after falling on a car and is recovering in a hospital, and not very soon after that gets up out of his bed upon seeing his friends in L.A., flexes his arm to break out of an arm cast... And then steals an ambulance to crash off of a bridge to stop a drone from killing our heroes. You're either going to go with that or you won't. 
Um, so I decided, all right, I'm watching this movie. I'm going to go with that. That was awesome. It was pretty stupid, but I kind of loved it. Like, that moment where he breaks his arm out of his cast, I felt like, all right, that's the rock I know from the WWF. That's something I would have seen back then. Um, so I tried a little bit more this year to have moments like that. To, um, to suspend your disbelief To a suspend more. my disbelief in the context of a movie like that. Because at least in Furious 7, I know, okay, they're not taking stuff too seriously. They're, they're trying to have a little bit of fun. You know, in a way, that movie knows better what it is than, like, Man of Steel. Mm. You yeah. Know? Like, Man of Steel tries to just be, like, we are the serious film. So, so Furious 7 uh, knows what it is. And has no pretensions. Um, well, it's still it's still a bad movie. Uh, oh, it's well, <laughs> it's a fun bad movie. The one thing about Furious Seven, though, when you watch it, is that it, you know, because anybody who goes into it knows that Paul Walker died while it was being made, and so when you're watching it, it's like, oh, I remember we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah, they digitally insert him at the end uh, so that they can have like a send off. As if it will be the last movie, which it won't. Um, the Furious Eight. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that's what's going to happen now. Um, I don't know. So, I mean, also, of course, the other big thing was that we did the animation show. I think that was an accomplishment. Oh yeah, the oh animation yeah. Show. That that thing happened. You know what's funny? I I, I listened to this podcast. I'm glad you do. Yeah. And <laughs> I do sometimes I have as well. not been able to bring myself to listen to the animation show. Mm. Because I'm I'm so self-conscious about how we presented it that night. No, well, not necessarily about that, but like how it, it seemed like such it, it still is a big thing for me. That the whole show like we were in front of people, not just our our one guy that we have here tonight. <laughs> we were it was like it was so big it was just like we were in front of like a group of people it felt who like we were gonna teach something about films and we had done so much research and we had, we had done so much stuff and i'm just like oh god what if i listen to this thing and i and i sound like a complete idiot <laughs> oh no no if anything i and it's shorter than a, than a lot of our other episodes some of them yeah like yeah it's uh uh I don't know about that. Well, it was about like an hour. About an hour and five minutes. Yeah. Um, I yeah. feel like we did a lot of good preparation for it. I oh, almost yeah, feel did. like, I feel like you did even more than I did. Like you, <laughs> no, you created that whole like slideshow, which, you know, that was, uh, that was a nice surprise. You, you, we, it felt like, you know what it was? I don't know if I was nervous so much as it put me a little bit back in the mindset of when I was a kid and I had to create like a book report. To present to my class, <laughs> yeah, you know, we were presenting to our class. I mean, it wasn't like we were also to be to in full disclosure. Our audience were we had a number of friends there, we had a number of people we know. Whereas if we were in front of like a big auditorium or something, if we were like, I mean, can you imagine if we did that at like a comic con or something? Oh man, I think you would just. Be... I wouldn't even be able to look at the words in our posting of the podcast. <laughs> Every time I thought about it, I'd just, like, cover myself in a sheet. You would, like, <laughs> you wouldn't even be, you wouldn't, your armpits wouldn't even be sweating. Your armpits would be, like, okay, they I'm out of here. jetting. Yeah. <laughs> you would be, like, coming on stage, and it would just be, like, a puddle forming. Um, 
<laughs> but you know, like, as disgusting as that sounds, I can't disagree. Yeah. I feel like, though, in a way, as as that was a big success. I feel like one of the achievements I I found just so fascinating was when you suggested the Unchi Nandalu five times project. Oh yeah, that was just out of this world. That was just a fun way to spend an afternoon. Yeah, because that's something that was genuinely unique. That was something that I don't think I've seen other people do. And the do. funny thing is, I would do that again just to... Just, <laughs> with with maybe even the same film, but like other just short films that like take about 15 minutes. Yeah, maybe. It would be good to think of something else to do that with. Um, I, I like the process. I found this year, it reminded me of like... You know, because a lot of times I'll watch movies and that will be it. I'll maybe have some curiosity to check out some trivia about somebody. I might get obsessed maybe with a filmmaker for maybe a few weeks after seeing a movie. But th but I won't really commit to digging in deeper. But I felt like this year it brought me back a little bit at times to how I felt when I was first really becoming a film student at William Patterson. When I was really reading a lot of books and finding out a lot more about genres and stuff. Mm. So I think that was something that was uh, our a good change for me. Like, you know, or like with the surrealism. Our examination of cinematic genres. Hmm. That's made me think a lot about what makes a certain film a film. Women in action. Oh, right. oh, I, I'm, I'm so, I wanted to bring this up before I forgot. So I don't know if I should bring this up again if we talk about Star Wars again, which I'm sure we will, but <laughs> Princess Leia. Is she a woman in action? No. Why not? She's not the main character. She. I think do. she is a principal character. She doesn't. She. She is a protagonist in that she. She pushes the plot forward in some cases, but she doesn't. I think she is a tougher character than people give her credit for in those movies. I think she is okay, not to the level of of uh, Sarah Connor or something, but in her own right, like. When I rewatched the Star Wars movie, she seemed like somebody who. Uh, and the ironic thing is that uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a video out there. This is a tangent, but th th somebody edited together video of all of the women speaking roles in the original trilogy, yeah. and it amounts to a minute and a half. <laughs> and like part of that is the woman who gives the speech in Return of the Jedi about the papers they found. And yeah. Many Bonthans died to bring us this information, and that's the only significant woman role. And in and Amperu has like two lines, yeah. And one woman at one point is like standby iron control fire. Yeah, it's like all men in those movies. Yeah, and that one slave girl who gets you know rancor bait. Yeah, <laughs> I guess she has. Although a couple technically of lines. she was an alien, and we're not sure if they have female or, or male. So. Well, I'd, you I'd, could debate I'd hope that. that has their female. That would be kind of weird that they look like women and Jabba wants to do them in their Jabba men's. is a six-foot-tall alien <laughs> slug. I don't think you can decipher his sexuality to any meaning degree. So, probably, ja degree. so probably Jabba's penis hasn't been seen in a long time. We could probably deduce that on this podcast. The man today. may, he may reproduce the by photosynthesis. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. I, now you, oh, I just, this is my fault. I just put an image in my head of Jabba having sex. Oh, and it's so bad. See, that's what you get. See, that's something I've learned this year. Java sex. Not a good thing to picture. Um, 
just chalk that one up. Yeah. There are male and female pilots. There are male and female slaves. The slave that got okay. fed to the ranch. Yeah, my yeah. our our friend Twi-lex. George our friend George is clarifying that okay, good good call. Well, I'm, they, I'm well they have clarif- breasts, so I guess we can assume. Yeah, that, yeah, and yeah, it's uh well, there is well, that moment. Again, well, there is that moment again, isn't it? Well, there is that <laughs> moment where it bas- Jabba basically ass- like inserts that you know he kind of insinuates. Don't don't say insert. <laughs> no, in, not insert. I was gonna say insinuates that that's a completely different word. Uh, I started with the right word. Um, let's let's take this <laughs> off Jabba the insin- Hutt for a all right, while. All right, let's stop. All right, forget. All right. So well, I've learned never to bring Jabba the Hut up in this podcast again. <laughs> what about Pizza the Hut? You're treading on thin ice, man. All right, friend. I'm trying. All right, well, <laughs> I don't know. So I think this year has been pretty good so far. Again, we we covered a lot of different stuff. I don't think anything's going to ruin it in the next two weeks. No, <laughs> I mean, I think again, we the year's winding down. Uh, you know, again, we have one last gargantuan huge movie coming out and then you know i mean there are also Another other movies slightly smaller movie well it's slightly smaller than late. well that's not well slightly, okay that's not that's, 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 that's a blockbuster man that's gonna be big yeah um and uh and actually and i i should say that i've actually like i've actually got to see the hateful eight but I'm, i can't talk about it yet so Ooh, yeah. mystery i know there's a little bit of mystery there for a future podcast um but uh but yeah so i think again this year i felt like there's been a lot more uh i felt like i've been rejuvenated by doing this podcast to seek out movies that i didn't really have before i actually kind of just i I made myself a list of movies to uh eventually i want to try to see all the movies on the imdb top 250 and not just for this year. I'm talking about for like the past 20 years. So that's a goal that I feel like by doing this podcast, if I had been not doing this, I probably wouldn't be doing that. I would just be, you know, doing maybe something some, else. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's we're in a time and age, too, that, again, aside from that, the fact that we can do this podcast, the access to films is just so big. I feel like in the, in the next year, it'll be interesting if... Uh, you know, maybe we f- the focus could be on movies that you can't find anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a little tease for you people. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, any any other thoughts about, like, the past year? What, what it's done for you? Anything positive that you could say that movie watching has done? Enriched your life? Maybe? <laughs> I guess in a sense, I've kind of given you sort of a film school with the list. It's given me an excuse to buy more movies. I mean, I still like to buy DVDs because I don't trust digital stuff. Mm. Not like in a sort of paranoid way, but I just like, I I like the simplicity of putting a disc in something, inserting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hey, uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) don't use that word again. I I was trying to say insinuate, by the way. I recommended, uh, I recommended uh, Julius Caesar to you as part of, and I, and I used the, and I used watching it again as an excuse to buy it. Yeah. Oh, well, Julius Caesar and Robin Hood. Yeah. Which I, I I'm looking oh, forward to bring that up but, again. Well, we got to talk about those another time. That's that's something else. Yes, that's something else entirely. Um, and 
and yes, I mean, this, like I said, I, I got a lot of educational experience. I, it sort of fulfilled a little bit of like, um, almost you call it like an intellectual pursuit if you're trying to dig into the history and yeah, that's story and stuff. Yeah. I felt like an intellectual vigor by doing this. And I hope that continues in the next year. And there is a sort of coolness that comes, you know, it's your own sort of self-respect knowing that you have a podcast. I think so. Yeah. I, I drain the energy from my listeners and I use it <laughs> to aggrandize you're, you're, my ego. You're like a vampire. Yeah. You're sucking all the energy from our listeners to feed your your uh, brain. Yeah, but I mean, this whole process is a lot of fun. And, oh, know. yeah, yeah. The fact that I can look forward to doing this and to actually do it and to, you know, go through the process of, you know, editing together and uploading them and... Uh, it feels like I'm actually, you know, that was, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of accomplishing something creative, even though, yeah, you could just say we're just talking about movies, but I mean, I, I think part of my inspiration too came from, uh, uh, Kevin Smith where, you know, he, he talked about how, and again, this was him and Kevin Smith bloviating mode. So maybe this wasn't the time to listen to him <laughs> fully, but he had, but he kind of had a point in there where he talked about how, you know film critics you know who just you know you know they, they just write and write and they don't do anything creative they're just kind of write, writing about a movie but you know they aren't all they're doing is peeing on a movie and they get paid for it why don't you actually try to do something a little bit different or you know maybe some people will be a film critic and they use that to go to the next level as a director or something hmm. but he used being making a podcast as something that you know, you're not just writing about a movie. You're trying to have some kind of creative element. There is some. It. There is some process of production involved. Yeah, process exactly. So I feel like that's something that I've gotten out of this is having a process. Having <laughs> deadlines is always good. I think. Have you thought of? I mean, you've made films. Mm -hmm. Have you thought of doing more projects like that? I mean. I've um, I've thought about certain things. I I don't I don't have this, film expertise or film th education. There's been there's been ideas I've had uh, coming off of this project stuff that we've talked about off off mic uh, as possible things. Uh, yeah, I feel like by doing this, um, I feel like I'm keeping my creativity going. Even if you know there might be days where I don't write, but if I can keep doing something like this at least i'm not stagnant like i went through a period like maybe for you know there was a little time between when i finished green eyes and when i started doing this where i just felt like i'm not really doing anything with my life and i need to kind of reconnect in some way i think that was part of it too um and then along comes andrew yeah i always here's something i do for every film i watch now mm. i take notes is that I even never even? Took notes as, but you sometimes still watch movies just for fun without taking. I notes. rarely do not take notes. What about <laughs> so even when you're watching Skyfall with? Uh, your okay, friend? when I was with my friend, just sitting on my couch, I wasn't taking notes. Yeah, but, I was gonna say, don't don't be a nerd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw. Right, I I'll, found I'll, myself I'll... taking notes more too, like especially for the list movies. And I there found were always myself doing and there were that. always very interesting things I could learn from any movie. Yeah, like uh, oh yeah. Even the bad ones, like I was t I was talking about Captain America, 
and I, I had that realization about evil plans. They can't just be generic. There has to be some real creativity to an evil plan to make it really seem like this is something worth fighting against. I mean, it's it, it gives a lot of truth to the idea that a hero is only as good as their villain is bad. Mm, as as much as the stakes. Yeah, well. that there are real stakes in it. and that Yeah, I feel like that was something that I've thought about more when I've been taking notes. Like, even for something like... Uh, like, I took notes when I watched The Golden Voyage of Sinbad. And that yeah. was something that is a pretty simple movie. Yeah. You know, but I still would write down... I like bats. You know, like there'd be a moment where they have bats in the sky. Yeah. And I would write that down just so I remembered, oh, I like these bats. You well, know, or I don't if like... you ever got an idea while watching a film. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, sure. Yeah, and, you know, things like, even if it's something that never happens, you, you still feel like that jolt of, oh, yeah, that's something I can do. Oh, yeah, of course, absolutely. And I'm sure, you know, you write as well. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe by watching so many films, you might find something that could inspire you along the way. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's exactly that way. Yeah. Um, so, I think to close this off, I'd like to thank everybody who has been following us uh, for the past year, uh, whether you've just been listening for this episode or... Oh, there's something I have to say before we finish up. Oh, please. You, I, I'm, I'm never present for these, but you do the local vocals. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I never really tell you how, how much I actually like those. Oh, I, thank you. I I always enjoy listening to them because you talk to such interesting people and you 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 give us such a, a a good interview, and you 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 touch on things that I just don't know about. Mm. Uh, you know all these people who have a, these fascinating projects and fascinating careers, and I just want to say how much I appreciate what you do oh. in that segment. Well, 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 thanks. I mean, uh, you know, I, I look at some. We barely that, even uh, mention the local vocals on this like part of our podcast where yeah we're together it's, it's it's kind of a weird thing because i i they're part of this the show that we do but at the same time it's also the kind of thing where you know because i i have i kind of keep the equipment onto myself and also yeah i guess i know more people i guess than you do that's, <laughs> jack, that it comes jack down to. owns the hardware i i kind of do <laughs> um unless avenger wants to come in and steal it one day but uh i'm not gonna let it happen um but no i i'm like i feel like i'm i have my just arms cradle around that laptop. The mixer cradle that mixer. um no i just you know i mean that part of it was more that was closer more to just uh like I, I looked at it as what we're doing here is something that I love doing just as like uh, I want to talk about the movies I've seen and movies I love and different types of movies and books and stuff like that. The the local vocals, on the other hand, is me trying to keep up some kind of connection with people and to dig a little bit. And by I, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, it's it's sometimes it's not always the easiest thing to find people who want to talk on mic. Right. You know, because it's one thing if you know when you when I my when I listen to the WTF podcast and they, you know, you have a guy who actually is a comic for so many years like Mark Mayer and talk to people like Paul F. Tompkins and Patton Oswalt and even big people. I mean, he's now talked with the president. You know, that's how big his podcast has gotten. But of America? Um, no, of of the of the campus nearby no the president of the united states <laughs> the president of the local like chorus i don't know um yeah no no i'm sorry i, I thought you knew um no he yes he's talked with the president um, i only listen to this podcast jack i don't know what's going on i'm giving there. a thumbs up to you um 
No, but that's just, again, I, I like to try to, you know, whether people listen more to this one or they listen to local vocal, you know, there's a whole audience around, you know, this sort of world that we build. So I feel like that's what I try to do. And I, but I, I, I really appreciate that. Thanks. Um, yeah. And I, and like I said, though, I, I really appreciate when all you people listen to what we do, whether it's the local vocal or regular episodes. And I hope you guys continue listening, whether it's on SoundCloud or iTunes, um, or Stitcher or ham radio. Uh, if you somehow have that, um, breaker breaker. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I hope, like I said, we're going to be around for a little while, uh, a little while longer, we, I think. We can guarantee that much. Yes, I think we can guarantee... <laughs> we still have two movies left on our lists. Exactly. Yeah, we're not going to deprive the listeners of that. And the next year, you know, I look forward to a lot of things like, uh, um, you know, that maybe we'll do more presentations in public. Uh, we'll cover more books. We'll cover maybe different genres that we've both been curious about and either love or want to dig into deeper. Hmm. Um so, I mean, we could talk about goals for ourselves or anticipations later on, but... That's more of a New Year's thing. Yeah, right? that's a New Year's thing. This is more of kind of, you know, just having like kind of a nice celebration of the year that we've had. And uh, like I said, thank you all for listening. Thank uh, you for everybody who's sent us, uh, who's commented and sent us uh, emails and... Uh, yeah, and even responded if, to our Facebook page. Yeah, or even just commented on our... Uh, if you if you've uh, if I if if you saw a comment on IMDb or something and left a comment for us that that means a lot too, um, and uh, we hope to hear from you more. We'll even you know we'd love to read comments and talk about them in the air. So, um, and when we come back next week, uh, again we'll be talking about a little movie uh, that involves like the force, the farce, the farce. <laughs> Star Wars. He's talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's fine. Um, it's it's only up. You know. We'll see if it does as well as uh, Road Chip. <laughs> I, right. I feel like George is raising his hand to ask a question, but I don't know if he is. <laughs> and I want to thank George for being here today. He helped us out, like kind of doing an audio test. Uh, so thanks, George. Um, yeah, and. Um, and as usual, I'm Jack. I'm Andrew. And let's do it together. The, the wages, wages of, of cinema, cinema is, is death. death. Have a good night.